Welcome to the Cornerstone Youth and Young Adults podcast. Today is August 8th, 2019, and today is going to be a great day. Fire department. Good morning, guys. Good morning, morning, Harry. (laughs) Hi, Harry. I'm so glad you asked me that specifically to me personally. Good morning to you specifically, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's Pastor Evan. For those who don't know, my name is Pastor Evan Berger. We we should let everybody know who's talking That's probably true. My name is Harry Ho. My name is Leanna Wisniewski. (laughs) And my name is Aaron Malmquist. I like how there was this odd pause for a second. It's like... Who's going to go? I thought he was going to say first. <laughs> I thought we were going in a circle, so she would have been next. Makes that would have made more sense. It's kind of like when you, have you ever like walked in public and then like you're about to cross the path of someone, but you like, you both can't fit through the corridor or something. So then you like, mm-hmm. you go left so they can go right, but they go right at the same time and you end yeah. up like doing uh-huh. the little tango and then you oh, just kind of yeah. like, I'm just going to stand. You both weave when yes. one of you should have bobbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> weave exactly. and bobbed. If the only thing you get out of this podcast today, just understand that you need to know how to weave and bob. Weave and bob. That's right. Weave and bob will change your life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we want to ask a couple questions uh, just to get to know each other. We talked about it last time. This is episode two. Uh, And so thank you for those that have listened already. Uh, Just as a summary and reminder, we just kind of keep this light. We talk about some random topics uh, getting to know one another. Sometimes we go deep, sometimes we don't, but it's just a little bit of everything. They're specifically random and randomly specific. Yes, randomly specific. Just, the, just think about that one. I <laughs> <laughs> don't even need to do the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so my question today, uh, this is, uh, I want to ask the second one because I like this question a lot because I've never heard this one asked because I just thought of it. Would you, <laughs> Would you rather... Live in a really, really high tower, like super high tower. I don't know, like thousands Rapunzel of feet, tower? like Rapunzel, oh. but maybe higher than that, oh, right? Wow. Oh wow! But it's like you're, it's like a whole building, so you have everything you need, right? Oh, that's cool. Or would you rather live deep, deep underground in like a compound? So basically, are you an elf or a dwarf? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. You wow. live in a giant tree. Are you living Lord caves? of the Rings over here? I like it. This is great. That's really I know funny. my answer, but my answer changed when I started to actually think about this. Oh, okay. It changed. I was originally going to say a really tall tower because of the view, but there's something very important to me that can still happen underground. And that is fishing. Yes, <laughs> in a cave, there's beautiful there is pools. pools of untapped potential fish. That's right. And and so clearly, the right answer for me is underground. You know, this is this is really random, but I just thought of this. If we had a society that lived above, like super high in the air, right? Or maybe your tower or whatever this is. You could go bird fishing, right? Like maybe you're up in the area where like there's birds that fly around a lot. You can like fish for birds somehow or trap birds, right? Like put a little insect on a hook and yeah. cast it off. Yeah, yeah, try to reel it in. <laughs> that could be an aggressive excursion though. I mean, it is with fish. 
But birds are a whole different. I've, I've seen people catch fish, and it's not pretty. <laughs> it is a fight to get them unhooked. Yeah, I, I've seen some people hook some birds, and it is not something that I ever desire to do. <laughs> well, if you lived in the sky, I'm sure you would desire that. <laughs> they might not use hooks. They might use nets. Yeah, or something else. I'm sure. How would you bit. hold it? I'm just thinking, you know, like fishing, totally just. <laughs> We're taking this question to a whole new new <laughs> level, but how do you hold a bird? You know, as opposed to holding a fish, you hold it from its mouth. But a bird, you can't hold it from its hold feet. it from its feet from its legs from its feet. It's gonna peck you. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. I I don't know the answer to that question. I know like when you hold a chicken, you gotta like wrap your whole hands around its yeah. wings so it doesn't flap and like hit you in the face. What if you caught an eagle? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, then you'd go to jail. <laughs> That's but this society is is totally yeah that's true we're talking different. about different society exactly and if you lived really high up in the clouds that's about the only thing you could catch is eagles because I mean, eagles are the only thing that flies high enough well maybe there's different levels like different levels of height okay above the ground. Yeah, different classes I can, in the I sky i can get behind that idea <laughs> no, i the, got you the high class people are way up high with the, the eagles cloud, cloud city you know that's like the cloud <laughs> city i really want to this Concept of bird fishing is really. <laughs> we really need to look into this. <laughs> really look into would this. it be called bird fishing, or would it just be called birding? Birding or yeah, hunting? I guess you're right. I just <laughs> <laughs> we already catch birds, but they so fall to the ground, so we need birding. Maybe you have eagles <gasps> train eagles to oh, grab out there of the air. Yeah, that's awesome. Or that's called falconry. Like, the, the way I'm looking at it is. Like, you're on a boat in the water, right? And you're fishing in the water, right? So if you're above ground, like, say you have a floating city or something. Like, what if you had little, like, um, you know how you have ice fishing? Yeah. Where you have, like, a little hole? You have, like, those things where you have nets and stuff. And then you catch them by them, like, the bait, right, in the net or whatever. And they fly into it. And then you, you catch them that way. I'm sure we all would go to jail, but I do like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> interesting thought, Harry. Interesting thought. <laughs> Original question, right? Original question yeah. was, do you want to live extremely high up above the ground or about a mile under the ground? Leanna. I would have to say I would live in the tower because... She has a tower? I, I feel for Rapunzel. I feel like I get her. Why? We get each other. I don't know. I just I feel like uh, I feel like she's a, a sweet spirit, and for some reason I I just hope to be like Rapunzel, just a sweet spirit. So that's a little. Maybe if cool. I live in a tower, I'll be more like her. That's mm. a little too deep for me. A little too deep for <laughs> me. I honestly, I'm just kidding. I wasn't sure, but now I want to live in the tower because I want to birdfish. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Harry. Yeah, Aaron. I think. I think I would live underground mm-hmm. because I've actually, I've always wanted to have like a secret underground house. Bunker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I would get to live out that dream, but it wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to live that far underground though. I feel like I'd get claustrophobic and feel like the mountain was going to collapse on me or something. Well, would it make a difference if you were a mile or half mile? It's almost the same at that point, right? That's true. I think I would still go with underground. I mean, maybe I'm sure you could still go to the surface. Okay, like see the sunrise every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, like but like the civilization is either underground or in the sky. Yeah, I think right. I think I would live underground. So, because then you actually could go to places too. Think about yeah, this. You could live underground, but you could have tunnels to cool places. If, but in the sky, you could have the same thing. 
Yeah. But I'm sure at that point we'd have flying cars or something. Right. Or we'd just ride around on giant eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Another Lord of the Rings <laughs> reference. <laughs> when is, like, is there, like, a bird hunting season? Yeah. Yeah. When is that? It's called duck hunting. And geese hunting. And geese hunting. It's Turkey. actually one of my, my favorite activities. When is that? Like, is, is that, like, a fall thing? Yeah, it's in the fall. Oh. So you get to do it soon. Yes. Fall yes, activities. I'm, me and Charlie are getting everything ready. Excited. But there's great fishing happening in the fall as well. That's right. So, so you're, you're kind of winning. We, you guys we are always bur- have this struggle <laughs> where we go out on the boat, like, in October, and we're like, do we fish or do we duck hunt? You mean birding or bird fishing? Or we, <laughs> we do both sometimes. What if you do both? Exactly. You just oh. you have your rifle ready, <laughs> and you're like, well, if a duck comes, cool. But if not, yeah. we'll at least be proactive. That's right. It's a shotgun, actually, not a rifle, but so right concept. one of you could be fishing, and one of you could be duck hunting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or we'll, like, we'll duck hunt early in the morning, and then we'll fish all afternoon. There you go. It's a great strategy. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of meat to bring home, too. Mm-hmm. Meat. It's good. what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of fall activities, then you guys. So you like to fish. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh yeah. And Aaron, you like to uh, hunt and fish. That's right. You guys are like we talked about this last time. You guys are outdoorsy people. Leanna, what do you like to do in the fall? What's something in the fall you like to do? There is something that my family does every year that I absolutely love. My grandfather, he is ninety years young, and he. Um, he grows pumpkins, and he'll get 30, 50 pumpkins in his garden, and he always gives us a bunch of them. And so we always have one day where um, the family will break down pumpkins yeah. and we'll um, get all the puree and we'll freeze it for the whole year. Um, and I don't know why, but that's a super fun activity because there's something about fresh pumpkin mm. and oh, pumpkin yeah. bread Pumpkin mm. pie. Oh, pumpkin pie right there. I love pumpkin muffins. Yep. Like canned pumpkin. Once you have fresh pumpkin, you will never go back. Right. You will never go oh, back. Yeah. Um, so it's always super fun for for me to, to do that activity together as a family. Do you do you ever eat or bake like the seeds? Yes. Those are pretty tasty if you mm-hmm. do them right. Yeah. Those can be really tasty. I love pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are very good for you too. Lots of vitamins. <laughs> if you didn't know when you tuned in. That you're going to get some health strategy. That's right. You're going to get healthy off of pumpkin seeds. Our viewers are going to turn orange for how much pumpkins they eat because of Leanna. But That's fresh great. pumpkin. Fresh Get that pumpkin. fresh pumpkin. It is so good. When when do you grow, like, when do you start growing pumpkins? I think um, late summer. Oh, they'll grow that fast? No. Like, like, usually you plant them in, like, May or June. Oh. Okay. Like I'm saying, like, he'll start harvesting them oh, then because some gotcha. of them get too big. He's got a big pumpkin patch. And then you have all the, the seasonals. I like, um, I'm not particularly fond of like cold seasons, winter and stuff, but I really do enjoy the seasons in Michigan because of, Come on, somebody. there's, it's such a, like a stark difference. Like you have mm-hmm. their fall things like pumpkins and here we have all the apple, apple orchards, orchards. I love yeah. and that's so fun to just like, whether you're getting apple stuff or getting cider or getting the donuts, amazing donuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Cider donuts is the best. Cider donuts are so good. It's cool to, like, look forward to something mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. Right? Each yeah. season, and like you said, in Michigan, each season has something really unique that all of Michigan, for the most part, is excited about. You yeah. know, there's something where, even though people don't like winter and snow, they're excited for sledding. They like the hot chocolate. 
watching you know the snow fall, having a beautiful white Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. That's the 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 value that people have on certain seasons like that, and it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Do you guys do anything to prep for like fall? Well, like um, you, you said, like you go well, you go fishing in the summer too, so it's not like you have to like get your gear out and stuff for like. No. Yeah, yeah, we totally get our gear out. We lay everything out, clean up our decoys, make sure everything's ready for duck hunting, clean our shotguns, do a bunch of shooting beforehand so we're ready, tuned in to go. Uh, make sure the deer stands are all hung up. Make sure all the food plots are out, game cameras are out. And, uh, yeah, we do a lot of stuff getting ready for fall. There's a lot of prep then that comes mm-hmm. into it. Well, when we used to heat our house um, with with our wood stove growing up, there was a lot of prep for fall. There was a lot of prep and really prep for winter. Oh, yeah. But um, we would try and take down dead trees and stock up, you know, kind of like kind of like the ant. You just stock up. <laughs> you just stock up for the winter. Um, and that was especially fall was very busy, very mm. busy for that alone. But uh, it was nice because you, you heat yourself twice, <laughs> as they say, when oh, you yeah. gather wood. And your your consumer's bill is extremely <laughs> low, which was awesome. Right. Yeah, we heat our we heat our whole house with wood. And, uh, yeah, so we always are we're cutting wood and mm-hmm. all summer getting yeah. ready for winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, I have four kids. So my kids are in school. Some Three of them are in school. So one thing that we have to – had to start doing since, you know, they started going to school is back-to-school shopping. Oh, boy. And it, it used to, like, confuse me why, like, back-to-school shopping stuff happened so early. I think, like, last month in July, I saw stuff in, like, Meyer and Walmart. Like, yeah. look at all the back-to-school stuff. I'm like, it's not back-to-school yet. We're literally in the middle of summer. But now right. it makes more sense. People mm-hmm. are, like, trying to get all their stuff for their kids to get ready. And so we still have to go school shopping. I remember oh, doing man. that. Did you guys do that as a kid? Back to school well, shopping. Well, I was homeschooled, Gary. <laughs> Let me just let's just lay this out clear. So there there was a level of that, yes. But since we were homeschooled, like we ordered all of our curriculum from a university down in Georgia. Um, and so we actually got all of our, our schooling there, but we would have to buy pens, pencils. But you didn't get like school clothes because you didn't need them. You're like, I'm home. I wake up. And I, I would sometimes do school in my pajamas. That was my new oh, school man. threads That's uh, was the new pajamas I got from Christmas, you know, prior to the school year. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> so there wasn't. What about you guys? <laughs> what about you, Leanna? Uh, yeah, there was quite a bit of uh, back to school, back to school shopping. I actually went to a charter school. So there was oh, a dress wow. code. Oh, yeah. Uh, from uh, first grade to eighth grade. So that was a little more challenging. There yeah, was like imagine. very few things that you could wear. You could wear black, blue, or brown pants. And then you could wear like collared shirts, and they had to be these five colors. They couldn't have anything on them. So it was hard to find clothes. Um, but the the... The school stuff, like the notebooks and stuff, were always so fun for me because mm. you're looking for the cute, oh, I want yeah. each of my classes to have a different colored notebook. I always love a cute notebook. <laughs> yes. So math was red and history uh, was yeah. black because that was my least favorite. So I got the black <laughs> notebook, you know? So that was always fun for me. I, the little cute stuff. I always, in, like in the beginning of school, always, always was tried to try to be super organized, kind of same manner. I'm like, okay, this notebook will be for this and the folders, but 
it never worked out for me. <laughs> like it always started organized, and over time, I realized all my like papers were just shoved in one of my notebooks. <laughs> I'm not using folder systems really that yeah. well anymore. I have stuff in my textbooks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like okay. for me, um, college, I would I would try to be organized, and so I would get the one big notepad that had dividers. Yeah, because I like simplifying life. I had too many times where I'd grab the wrong notebook for the wrong class and I had to put notes in that book. And so I'm like, they're all overlapping each other. Mm. And so I would just, I would, if you want to find a way to win for school, get one big notebook that has <laughs> dividers. Yeah, I had that same thing. So I was homeschooled most of my life, but I actually went to a charter school like Leanna did for three years. And um, so I kind of in between there and we had uniforms and they were awful and I hated them. Um, but one year... I got one of those ba- massive notebooks with the dividers in it mm-hmm. and it changed my life. That's right. It's like, why did I never use one of these before? Because then I don't have to have five notebooks in my backpack. I just have one. But didn't yeah. you guys run out of paper? I always found I ran out of paper. In those kind of. Maybe I didn't take enough notes. But I never <laughs> <out of> paper. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Most of mine had pictures. I just got <laughs> bored and I started to doodle. No, Harry, I always <laughs> ran out of paper. And so it's so frustrating because you've got two-thirds of your year in one notebook, but then you've got to start another one, but you can't finish the notebook in the time you have, so then you have half a notebook used. Question, Frustration. Did you use those notebooks ever again? Never. <laughs> <laughs> we always burned them at the game. <laughs> that's a great tradition. We always had a, a burning tradition. party. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to do that. Kendra, my wife, she did that. Her cousins, they would get together after a school year, and they would have this fun little thing they would do around the fire and then throw all their homework in at one mm-hmm. time, and it was, like, relieving to their soul. I don't know. That's really interesting. That kind of makes me think of the Marie Kondo stuff. Like, <laughs> take this does not spark this joy. This does not spark joy. <laughs> I'm going to burn all my books. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fun to go back and look. Some stuff I kept, you know, but... Yeah. Like I, I have a little. I I wrote a little poem in like the first grade, and Aww. my mom still has it. It was a little short story about a flower, you know, and it's like little stuff like that you keep. But the okay. notes about I, I have yeah. a I have a question. Well, stuff. before I ask this question, Aaron, were you gonna chime in? Yeah, I was just gonna say. So growing up homeschooled, we, you know, my mom would get you know like one history textbook, you know, for American history or whatever, and she would use it for I have three younger siblings. So, you know, I might use it first in eighth grade, and then when Johanna got into eighth grade, she'd use it, and we'd just all use the same textbook. Right. And we just, we had notebooks and stuff we'd write our answers in. But, so Charlie, when he got, you know, through into middle school, he started using these textbooks, and he'd say, oh, I could tell Aaron got bored in this section because he started drawing like this. And I could always tell when Johanna was bored because there would be so funny. different drawings on here. And Carlene was bored here because of the way that we would like doodle in our textbook. Yeah. And so we'd look at the end of a textbook. We have this, I think it's a history textbook. And all four of us have like drawn a bunch of different pictures on it. You can <laughs> tell who every person is. It's hilarious. So he has really deep insights in each of you that you don't even really know about. That's pretty intense. What well, actually leads me to a question for all of our students out there, whether you're a young adult in college or you're in high school, middle school, is... Did you find ways to help you focus? Sometimes it was really hard if you're really energetic. I know for me, uh, especially in um, like middle school, high school, even though I was homeschooled, I said, I want to learn. I would try and talk myself into being excited to learn. And when it came to like college, I found out doing little doodles helped me focus on listening to the teacher. That actually really helped me. Uh, What about you guys? How did you get focused or stay focused 
when it came to classes, teachers, information for your school year? For me, it was a little hard. I guess um, I generally was able to learn well by listening, but I would have to be intentional about yeah. listening. Right. Because I would get interested in topics like whatever yeah. the, the classes were. Um, and I found that if I, if I paid attention early enough in classes, everything is kind of foundational and would build, right. and it would make me more interested because I'd be learning something and right. then building on top. But I've noticed that in classes where I just didn't care about in the beginning, it, it was hard to stay focused the whole time. Just because yeah. I wasn't trying to be intentional about listening, I wouldn't care about it. Um, but if, for me, I, this sounds crazy, but reading the textbooks actually made it easier for me. Reading the textbooks. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I know people don't like them, but reading the textbooks and those little bold words that would come up, you know, I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. And so when I would read them, it, the things would just click things. and the lectures make more sense. That's cool. Awesome. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a very visual learner. So hearing a lecture never really clicked with me. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to physically write down what they were saying and yeah. go back to it later yeah. and read it for myself. Um, that's why like when a teacher would, would provide their notes for us, that always really helped me because I could, I could read it. Right. There's something different about somebody speaking it than I'm reading it with my own eyes. Right. Right. Aaron, what about you, man? Yeah. Well, in high school, especially I would do this. I, I really study well when I'm alone and I have zero distractions. So I would always go out into the woods and just be like, mom, I'm going to take my, you know, math test out into a tree or something. I go up, climb up into my deer stand, you know, and just sit there for a couple hours and do my schoolwork up there. And I uh, just got rid of all the distractions and was just able to sit and, hmm. and study. And so that, that really helped me um, when I was in high school. That was one of the great parts about being homeschooled is like yeah. was able to do that. Yeah. You know, I don't think if I went to a public school and been like, hey, excuse me, teacher, um, can I go sit in a tree? Take <laughs> <laughs> that would not have went over too well. But uh, being homeschooled, I was able to do that. It, that, that could be dangerous, though, because you can get kind of comfy up in a tree. I remember we, we had a group activity, and we had to spend time, some solo time, reflecting. And one, <laughs> I remember one of my friends, he was up a tree. It's funny you say that. He was up a tree. He looked like a bear in the woods. He, just, he looked like a, a black bear in the woods there. He, he was wearing his black hoodie, his black pants. And from the path, you could kind of see him. And... He's, I think he said, I almost fell asleep and fell out of the tree. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A rude awakening. Yeah, I've never had that problem. That's I'd, good. Praise the Lord. I would have been really dangerous, but yeah, I, I would go up in the tree sometimes to, to take a test or just to study. Yeah. Or, yeah. or <laughs> it is like, you ever find a place where you really can't do homework? Oh, yeah. I like, don't try to do homework in your bed. Yeah, I was just going to say, that doesn't work. No. You start getting comfortable. You start. I'm just gonna. Oh, I'm just gonna think about what I just read. With and my then eyes you fall closed. asleep. <laughs> you fall asleep. I'm just, gonna, just gonna close my eyes and concentrate on what I just read. I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Don't worry, Ma. I'm just gonna go study. I'm gonna close the drapes. I'm gonna lay in my bed and I'm gonna get all my homework done. Gonna turn the fan. That's on. That's not gonna work. I'm gonna turn the fan <laughs> yeah. on. A little bit of white noise. Can we, can we uh, get a, a little cooler in my room? Because that really helps me focus. <laughs> That's, that is interesting. Like, there is a threshold, right? Because, like, when I work and I'm doing stuff on my computer or whatever, like, I don't want to be stiff and rigid. I want to be comfortable. But if I'm too comfortable... Oh, it's so dangerous. It'll actually distract me. Yeah. It'll make it be like, I don't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, trying to find that line. How do you find that line? How do you guys find that line? I think, I mean, we're each 
very different. So, I mean, you really, you're the one who's, you know, captain of the ship. You have to set the culture. I know for me, though, I, if I want to excel, I have to push myself. I can't be comfortable, but um, you want a comfortable setting for you to learn. So I think you kind of learn things that help you um, kind of adapt, kind of like those those ways to help you focus. Like for me, when, when I wanted to study, um, maybe dive into writing a message, for me even now, a coffee shop actually is very helpful. A change in atmosphere, it's a comfortable setting, but I'm not going to fall asleep in a coffee house. Yeah. And so that, that was actually, I found out that was a win for me. Um, sometimes just being around sharp minds. Um, I love to do group group study. Uh, I went to school with actually Leanna and Nick at uh, Spring Arbor. And so we would do like study sessions. I actually got stuff done, but I love the social aspect too. So that there was a comfortable of I'm with great people. We yeah. can talk in between, but when people are working on your stuff, you kind of, I have nothing else to do, but work on my stuff as well until we take right. a little break. Yeah. What, what about you, Leanna? Um, I'm a little different. I like to have the same setting all the time for that specific task. Um, coffee shops distract me. Oh, wow. Because there's people moving around. So much going on. So much going on. It's a new environment. Mm-hmm. That's di- New environments are distracting to me. So I like to have a designated place. Um, when I, you know, if I'm working on something, this is where it is. This is, I know the environment, nothing's changed, so there's nothing to distract me. Like, uh, if, I'm, if I'm reading, I have a little um, devotion corner at my house. It's a real comfy chair. I've got a blanket there. My Bible's on the end table there, and that's where I sit every day. Mm. It's not changed, um, mm. you know, so I'm not distracted by right. things moving around. The dog doesn't move very much because yeah. she's all cuddled <laughs> up in a blanket. And, I, and I, f- I feel like, too, I mean, it depends on what you're actually trying to focus on. For, like, the coffee house gives me creativity, and new environment cultivates creativity for me. Um, and so, but I understand that where you have a specific spot, you know what you're going to do. You've already created a habit. So when you already yeah. step into that habit, you start to focus. Yeah. So I think for me, it kind of depends on what I'm trying to work on. Like if I'm working on a message, you know, or creating content for our connect groups or something like that, then honestly, like kind of like when I was in the high school, one of the best places for me to go is I'll just go outside. Even when I'm here working at the church, you know, probably even later this afternoon, I got to write a message. So I'll, you probably won't find me in my office. I'll be outside sitting Catch underneath a tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, just working out there. Um, but if I'm trying to do something creative, come up with some new ideas, um, having some kind of a structure does help me a little bit with that. Um, but it kind of depends. It kind of, to answer your question, Harry, it's really, it's, it's personal. You got to kind of find that balance for yourself. I can't tell you how to find the balance for you of where is comfortable and where is too comfortable. But I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> can't just, you just do it just for do me? It for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Harry. I can't do that. You're going to have to figure it out on your own. All right. Well, I'll figure it out. I have a month until our next podcast. and so, Or maybe less, maybe a couple of weeks, really. But uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll figure it out and I'll tell you guys. That's excellent. In a couple of weeks. But unfortunately, we're out of time. But thanks again for stopping by at the Cornerstone Youth and Young Adults. We had a great time today. We will. Do you want to say something, Pastor Evan? No. (laughs) I'm just happy to be here. My favorite color is clear with a lot of shine. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great day. And we'll see you again. We love you. Fire department!